0: We have a Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. The phone number is 404-872-0750-1800. WSB talk. Uh, you know, I hate taking vacations. I, I, I took Christy to Vegas on Friday. And I love taking vacations with my wife. But the problem with going on vacation is you get all this news. And on Friday, it was the Roger Stone situation. And we got to spend some time with that. The left is in meltdown over Howard Schultz. The president is trying to figure out what to do with the um, with the wall. Lindsey Graham wants a declaration of emergency. A lot of the House Republicans don't. We've got a lot to cover today uh, with what has happened. But before we get to any of that, we need to cover the weather. Here's the situation. A growing number of schools in the metro Atlanta area are closing for tomorrow. There is now, I mean, for example, I, I know Carol to Christie, So christie has got her next round of oncology scans tomorrow and Emory. And we've already gotten a phone call to show up early and, and expect to be delayed because of traffic and weather and the Super Bowl and everything else. Um, and... Her parents are thinking, I've got to stay with the kids. Her parents are going to go with her. There's a 90% chance of snow in Carrollton in the morning. Uh, Carroll County schools are already closed down uh, for tomorrow. Atlanta schools are starting to announce that they're going to be closed down. Kennesaw State starting to be closed. I mean, we've just got a ton. You can go to wsbradio.com. And um, you'll get a notice. So, for example, Atlanta Academy is closed. Atlanta Academy closed. uh, Atlanta Public Schools closed. Carroll County Schools closed. Chattahoochee Tech closed. City of Johns Creek closed. uh, Clayton County Schools closed. Cobb County Government closed. Cobb County Schools closed. DeKalb County Schools closed. Douglas County Schools closed. Floyd County Schools closed. um, Let's see. Fulton County Schools are closed. uh, Gilmer County Mary, I mean, The list goes on and on and on and on. Um, basically, everything is going to be closed tomorrow. Paul Dean's closed. Um, the state of Georgia is going to be closed, which typically means everyone else is going to be closed in that area because of the snow. Uh, yes, we will have snow. There is snow in the forecast. It has steadily moved further south. Uh, Temperatures will be dropping in the afternoon as well. So you'll have warmer temperatures in the morning with rain and then snow in the morning to the afternoon and then temperatures dropping even though everything stops. So that means there are chances for ice on the road as all the tourists get here for the Super Bowl. So the roads are going to be a mess. You're going to want to stick with WSB. You're going to stick with Kurt Mellish here at WSB Radio. You can go to WSBradio.com as well. And as always, make sure you have phones uh, charged, uh, have any backup radios charged, in case the power goes out because ice on the lines, trees falling with the weight of the ice and the snow on them. You you need to be prepared for tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be a mess in the metro Atlanta area. And if I got to be on radio early tomorrow, I will be on radio tomorrow, even if I got to pull the kids out of school early tomorrow to make sure I can be on with you guys and make sure you have uh, safe trips home. Uh, the moral of the story by and large though, tomorrow do not go to work. If you can help it, do not be on the roads tomorrow. If you can help it, uh, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a real mess. Uh, We will, between Triple Team Traffic and Kurt Mellish, get you where you need to go as safely as we can help you get there. But be careful tomorrow. Uh, And again, schools are closing. If you want the full list, they are continuing to add to the list throughout the day. Go to WSPRadio.com. At the very top of the page, you will see a banner. It says schools closing. You can click on it and it will show you business listings and school listings that are closing. So just be alert, be advised, be prepared. Now let's get into all the other news out there and we'll keep you posted on this as things go along. The governor's office, I'm told, uh, will be holding a press conference around 6 o'clock on the weather front and at 5.30-ish They are going to reach out to us and uh, talk to WSB Radio and me uh, sometime around 538-ish, kind of an advance on what they're going to talk about in the press conference and the status of the weather. Uh, Roger Stone was pulled out of his house early Friday morning by the FBI under arrest. Grand jury indictment. Uh, He showed up, got, got photoed, fingerprinted, all that in a Florida... Uh, jail. And of course, conservatives immediately, they, they actually did pounce. Uh, I hate it when the left says, oh, conservatives pounce. But yeah, people were outraged over this. And, and there was legitimate reason to be outraged. There was also illegitimate reason to be outraged. Uh, there were a lot of people, oh, I can't believe you did this to Roger Stone. I haven't seen it and get a tip. Y'all listen, uh, I was actually flying to Las Vegas on Friday and know enough people to be able to email and text Uh, while I was on the plane on Wi-Fi, before I even got on the plane, to know that CNN was not tipped off by the FBI. What happened is the grand jury met on Friday. There had been a rumor for several weeks that indictments were coming when the grand jury next met. Roger Stone was a target of the grand jury. People knew that in advance. So the grand jury meets on Friday, and a reporter down in Florida who's a freelancer who does have a relationship with CNN but is not a CNN employee... The guy has long staked out Roger Stone, uh, was doing so this time and was able to be there with his cell phone, did not have a professional camera, had his cell phone, was able to get the footage. He has a relationship with CNN and gave them the advance. That's all there was. Uh, There was no grand conspiracy by CNN and the FBI. There was no leak by the FBI to CNN. A lot of people making mountains out of molehills on this. Uh, There is a mountain to be made, uh, not on a molehill, but a, a real serious issue. You know, one of the valid critiques the left has about the police these days is the over-militarization of police forces. Now, there are, are situations where the police do need to be militarized. When they're dealing with violent gangs, the MS-13 types and the like, uh, that can't have outgunned police, there have been plenty of famous uh, footage of police officers trying to fight gangs that had better f- higher p- firepower than the police, but... There is still an over-militarization of police in this country, uh, oftentimes military surplus being sold at discounts to police departments. Uh, your police department does not necessarily need a tank. Uh, you know, down in Macon, uh, where I was on city council, one of the old mayors, uh, Machine Gun Ronnie, he, he bought a tank to symbolize and parked it out in front of the city hall to symbolize just how tough they were going to get on gangs and crime and whatnot. Uh, to have that many militarized police officers show up in a pre-dawn uh, pull of Roger Stone getting him out of his house, which does strike me as ridiculous. He's a 60-some-odd-year-old man. He does not need to be pulled out of his house uh, by that many police officers. Now, I was told by a source familiar with the thinking of the FBI They did not want to in advance give Roger Stone information and allow him to report to be arrested uh, because they knew he would do a parade of of Sean Hannity and talk radio. and, And Sean Hannity's name was actually name checked in that. Um, that he would do all of that before showing up and do the woe is me thing, which he did once he was let out, uh, mind you went on Tucker Carlson, but nonetheless, they did not want to allow him to do that in the run-up to being arrested. They wanted to do that. And they clearly were okay with the spectacle and that's fine. They have the right to, but to show up with that many people, as opposed to two deputies or Roger Stone is, is not going to be gunning people down. The whole thing was ridiculous. There is a legitimate criticism uh, about that. And if you've been on the left and criticizing over-militarization of the police, you should be critical of this. That being said, Roger Stone is a legitimate target of investigation. He is arrested. Um, uh, Jerome Corsi, who apparently is one of the people who was involved in the situation, who has information related to what Roger Stone is being arrested for, has said that uh, this is a legit legit arrest based on the information that he gave the grand jury. So, I mean, fair warning there. Um, I just think that they went too far in how they handled it. Now, why is Roger Stone being arrested? This is another interesting thing here. The charges relate to Roger Stone's post-election conduct. It does not really relate to information pertaining to the president coordinating with Russia. This has gotten missed in all of the... And hush, Siri, hush. Uh, This has gotten missed in all of the... Uh, a hubbub of the media obsessed with the president and Russia. The reason Roger Stone was arrested essentially is the cover-up uh coordinating lying with people after the election as a special prosecution investigator got geared up and Roger Stone trying to get people to lie threatening someone who is uh, potentially a witness there is an email released uh Roger Stone has a relationship with a left-of center comedian uh, who testified before the Mueller team and Roger Stone threatened his life uh, in an email. Roger Stone's lawyer says this is very common to their interaction, that it was just people blowing off steam. The other guy knew it was a threat, but it made its way into the Mueller filings. So again, it's the cover up, not the crime that matters. Everyone is behaving all who's being investigated. They're behaving as if they did something wrong and they're trying to cover it up. And it seems more and more all the people who are getting indicted, they're being indicted for how they tried to cover up the things they did, not actually the things they did. That suggests that there is no Russian obstruction with the president. There were people who tried to collude with the Russians and did so badly. There were people who reached out to WikiLeaks, which was a front for the Russians. Whether or not they knew that, I have no idea. There were a lot of people who did things wrong. There were people who did bad things but the president is not on that list. It more and more looks like the president who said he hired the best men actually didn't. And those incompetent morons did things because they thought the other side was going to stoop really low. So they decided they would stoop low. And now they're the ones all being carted off to jail for believing the worst in the other side and behaving accordingly. The president, however, is not yet touched. However, It is worth noting how many people around the president are being carted off to jail. There are a lot of indictments coming out of the Mueller team and a lot of guilty pleas. So to answer your questions, uh, yes, we had a great time this weekend. Uh, Welcome back. It is Atlanta's Evening News. Uh, Keep in mind uh, the weather. Stay with us. Go to wsbradio.com for all the closings. The governor's office is going to be joining us at 538 p.m. Uh, to cover what's happening this evening Uh, they're going to have a big press conference at six o'clock about the weather Uh, but yes this weekend we had a great time the weather was fantastic Uh, for those of you who don't know uh, Christy's Christmas present and birthday so her her birthday is uh, just over a week before Christmas and then Christmas and all she wanted was a combined birthday Christmas present a trip to see the ZZ top 50th anniversary concert in Las Vegas. My wife uh, loves ACDC and ZZ top. That is her music. And she wanted to go see ZZ top in concert. They're kicking off their 50th anniversary world tour in Las Vegas at the Venetian. So I got us tickets and I missed work on Friday, flew us out to Las Vegas. Thanks by the way, Alan Sanders for filling in for me on Friday. And we stayed Friday night, Saturday night, came home Sunday. Uh, Delta upgraded us, which was great. Got it for, I got to say, the meals were, uh, honestly, in my entire life, probably the best two meals I've had on an airplane. Uh, Delta, first class on the way out, they had this chicken enchilada, chicken black bean enchilada. fantastic. It was actually really delicious. It was something I would have gotten in a restaurant and enjoyed. It was great. And then on the way back, I uh, had a hamburger. The only problem with the hamburger was that the uh, part of the edge of the bun was kind of... I wouldn't say stale, just they toasted it too much or something. Microwaved it to heat it up. And, um, but it was, it was a great hamburger, good cheeseburger. If you want a cheese on it, I, I don't like cheese on my burgers. Don't at me. Um, the concert was great. Of course, these guys are old now. They're all 70 years old. Uh, the drummer, Frank beard is the one who doesn't have the beard because his last name is beard. And he chain smoked the entire way through towards the end. Uh, there was lots of marijuana being smoked on the stage at the Venetian, which, eh, but, uh, the whole place stunk. It, they were good. Uh, I, I don't like live music because I'm I'm tone deaf and everything gets kind of mushy in, in my ears. Uh, but I could recognize some of the songs that they ended, obviously, with Sharp Dressed Man and then went off stage. They came back for their encore was uh, Elvis Presley's Jailhouse Rock. Uh, but it was it was fun. And they're in the Venetian Theater. If you've never been to Las Vegas, I always stay at the Palazzo Venetian Complex because it's it's not as It's It's cavernous enough that you don't feel wedged in there with a bunch of other people as you do in so many places in Las Vegas. And there are ways to get to your rooms without having to go through the casino floor area so you don't smell like cigarette smoke because you're allowed to smoke on the casino floors. So we could go up and over. It's a beautiful facility. Uh, I hear the Bellagio is great. A little bit out of my price range. So I've never stayed there. And I just, I I love the Palazzo Venetian. The the shopping court, the mall upstairs is great. You can take the canal ride stuff. We had a great time. The food was fantastic. Uh, Everything about this was good. And my wife, who hates crowds and hates Las Vegas, loved it. Uh, It was not very crowded. SHOT Show had just ended. There weren't a huge number of crowds. Uh, the food was good the band was great it was just it was a great trip and delta phenomenal service on delta even the pilot had some terrible a terrible rough um air coming back as we got towards memphis and the pilot talked to everybody explained what was going to happen how bad it was going to be calmed everybody down it was just it was good it was just an enjoyable enjoyable trip without the kids all right when we come back more news howard schultz running the democrats upset Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson here. 39 after the hour. The phone number is 404-872-0750-1800 WSB-TALK. Howard Schultz is running for president. Well, forming an exploratory bid and you're wondering who, you know, Howard Schultz, Howard Schultz is the super lefty CEO, former CEO of Starbucks. And he went on 60 Minutes last night. He said he's thinking about running. He probably is going to run. If he runs, he's going to run an independent bid for the presidency. He will largely self-fund. He's a multi-billionaire. And the left is apoplectic about it. I do have to say it is a measure of the partisanship in the media is how they're treating the Howard Schultz bid. You know, normally uh, the media runs stories about how great it is. There's more participation. Oh, there are more women. There are more. There are more millennials. There are more people running for president. It's a wonderful thing. Democracy is strong. And now this guy comes in and he wants to self fund and run. Boo, Howard. Boo. You're going to get Donald Trump reelected. I, I mean, it, it, the media is treating this complete meltdown by members of the media, not just not just partisans. Not just partisan pundits, but some reporters are clearly showing their partisan stripes by how opposed they are to the idea of Howard Schultz running. Because it's not about uh, more democracy. It's not about participation in democracy. It's all about stopping Donald Trump. And uh, that's that's aggravating to me. Um, Now, you you should know I I did write at the Resurgent today. I I do expect to be voting for the president in 2020. Um, I, I mean, he's not my favorite. You all know what I think about him. But the Democrats are clearly moving more and more hard left, um, more and more vindictive against people of faith and anyone that doesn't support the progressive agenda. No, no, no. I, I tried third party in 2016. It didn't work out. Uh, it just makes me more and more aggravated that, that I supported that guy. Uh, so I'm probably going to go with the president in, in 2020. I've had a number of candidates who have come down to Macon and it met with me to pick my brain or I met him at the airport in Atlanta. Uh, they got a great conference facility there and just, uh, had a great chat with them about running and and I've told them all, I think I'm going to support the president, but their critiques of the president and why they think they're running are interesting. It's something the white house needs to consider. Uh, Something everybody should consider. And a lot of it is about the president. Basically they think that the, the president's administration deserves reelection, but not the president himself. Uh, That. Ultimately, uh, buddy of mine, Dan McLaughlin, boiled it down to that from based on what he read. I wrote. You can read it at theresurgent.com. But the Howard Schultz bit is interesting because the left immediately presumes it's going to hurt a Democrat because Howard Schultz is going to run on fiscal responsibility. He's going to run on the deficit and otherwise he's going to run as socially progressive. He's for gay marriage. He's for transgenderism. He's for gun control. He's for uh, making the Christian bigots bake the cakes. He's for liberals on the Supreme Court. He's for all the stuff the left wants. But Schultz wants to run saying a pox on both your houses. Uh, that the Democrats are fundamentally broken and the Republicans are fundamentally broken. H- Schultz has said and is now saying repeatedly he thinks both parties have led America astray. He thinks both parties have been bad for business ultimately and bad for the economy ultimately and bad for our future. And, you know, to some degree, th- there is a legit critique there. Uh, the Republicans, for the longest time, were perceived as the ones who were good for business, good for the economy and good for spending, uh, good on the national debt, and the Republicans are spending as much as the Democrats have wanted to spend. They're not doing anything to control the debt or the deficit. They are, they've lowered taxes, so purportedly they're good for business, but the long-term debt burden winds up impacting businesses and bond rates and the like. The president's tariffs with China are impacting the economy. The Chinese uh, economy is slowing down pretty significantly. A worldwide recession is imminent. I I can't tell you now the number of of, uh, business people and elected officials who have been receiving the private economic briefings from the Fed and elsewhere and from private analysts, all of whom are starting to use the R word, recession. And I think there's something to that. So Schultz is running essentially as... Donald Trump is bad and is mishandling the economy and spending, but Democrats are no better on those issues. And the Democrats are livid. Left-wing activist groups are declaring boycotts of Starbucks. Now he's no longer the CEO of Starbucks, but they have no way of hurting him other than possibly because he owns shares in Starbucks. So they are going to boycott Starbucks and try to hurt him. In addition to hurting the millennial baristas who typically vote progressive anyway, And would vote uh, Democrat, except now they're going to be unemployed because of the boycotts, and they may be mad at the Democrats. Uh, The whole thing, cut off your nose, spite your face. I realize the propensity to believe that Howard Schultz is going to hurt the Democrats, but if the Democrats cannot win— against a president with 38% job approval and at least 12 close associates going to jail for their conduct in and around the 2016 election, then maybe the Democratic Party needs to close down. You, you know, I might as well share with you these people. And, you know, I promised I would not name them. Some of them are fairly obvious uh, as to who they are. One is a billionaire who is actually trying to recruit Ben Sass to run Um, but they all had common critiques about the president. First of all, to a person, they all say the same thing, that the president's actually done a lot policy-wise. And I'm sorry, I guess I should back up. Uh, We've moved beyond Howard Schultz to the people who are coming to talk to me about running for president against President Trump, either as Republicans in a primary or as independents. And all these people say basically the same thing, that policy-wise he's done good. He's executed a mature foreign policy. He's just articulated it terribly. Um, That he's got all sorts of personal preferences that are problematic, but that his administration has been aggressive against Russia, has handled China the right way, has handled Iran the right way, is handling the Middle East and Israel the right right, way. He's fought the bureaucracy. He's rolled back regulation. His tax reforms are good. The military is back out of uh, being a social justice warrior concept to actually being warriors for freedom in America. Um, They all like these things, but then they add the critiques that they think the president has risked the economy with tariffs, and I think they're right on that. Um, They think that he's ruffled the feathers with allies and burned bridges with allies for no reason. He brings out the worst in others. He lets people feel comfortable in bigotry. He doesn't uh, push back a lot when when bad people who support him are very vocal. So he's being defined by those people, which is a mistake. He's impulsive. Many of his impulsive moves have to be reined back in. The shutdown was an embarrassment. Um, that, that one is new, um, but I know they're thinking that just because I keep in touch with some of them. And that largely they think that he's ruined the GOP's reputation as a caretaker of the economy. He's ruined the idea that we're good stewards of the economy. And that more importantly, they think generationally he's spurring a generational shift to the left by his personal behavior. That young people do not like him, young Christians do. In particular, young evangelicals tend not to like the president. They're giving up on politics altogether. Younger non-evangelicals are moving to the left. Right now, one of them actually said that they think that the Republicans are making short-term plays. They're going to lead to long-term disaster. They all, by the way, hate John Kasich and think Kasich is a non-starter who will ensure the president's the nominee. Now, again, I have told them all I expect to vote for the president. I expect to support the president. I've told the White House as much. Uh, They have been eager to find out. They actually have. Uh, And I'd let them know I expect to vote for the president. I expect to intend and extend an invite to either the president or vice president to come to the resurgent gathering. uh, To be a part of it and to try to rally and unite People uh, across the center-right coalition try not to say unite the right because that's what those idiots in Charlottesville said or whatever. But you know what I mean. Um, There are a lot of Republicans who are uh, apathetic towards or hostile to the president, but they look at the left and they're thinking maybe I'll have to vote for the guy. And if I can do it, I think most people on the right can do it. And it's worth beginning those conversations. Do we go down this road? Because I'm not a fan of the president's personally. His behavior is offensive, and I still believe character counts. And at the end of the day, that is my biggest hang-up with supporting the president, is I was very adamant in 2016 and continue to be that character counts. And I do not think Christians have to rush out and vote for someone because the other side is bad, uh, because we're afraid of what the other side will do, because we have the almighty creator of the universe in our corner, and if who's he's with us, who can be against us? So I don't necessarily think we have to Go vote for someone who is terrible. At the same time, I do think my vote says thank you to the president for Neil Gorsuch and uh, Brett Kavanaugh and tax cuts and regulatory rollbacks and fighting the bureaucracy and getting rid of the Paris Accord and getting rid of the Iran deal. And there is much to thank this administration for if you're a conservative, even if you don't like them. So I'm very torn on this. And I've told everyone this, but my my suspicion is that I'll wind up supporting the president. I don't think there will be anyone to uh, make a major play against the president from the right, either as an independent or in a primary. I don't think the Democrats will put up anyone reasonable. It'll be some pro-abortion leftist who wants To shut down church schools and churches, and is hostile to people of faith, like Kamala Harris, deeply, deeply embittered towards people of faith for reasons I don't understand. uh, But she is, and so I'll wind up voting Republican. I'll wind up voting president, and if that's what it is, I'm I'm happy to tell people I'm going to vote for the president. I am happy to be a voice to get people who are like me, who have a hard time getting around the character stuff, to say, okay, you know, you may not like the guy, but look at the alternatives. I, I I don't think I'm going to run third or vote third party. I tried that in 2016. This is just way more difficult than it should be. And for some of you, it's very easy. He, him, good; them, bad, or him, bad; them, worse. And for me, I don't feel obliged to vote for someone if I think they're a terrible person. But at the same time, I feel obliged to vote for president. And if nothing else, we can we can all talk our way through it here together. Uh, but that's where I am. That's what I've told these people. But I just the thing that the 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 takeaway point from all of this is. I think it's very interesting that you've got several people who are thinking of running for the president. They all have the exact same critique and it boils down to his administration policies are worth continuing. His character is not. We'll see if that gets any of them to actually run. Okay. So on the trip to Vegas and back, I watched the Punisher. I've been very excited for the Punisher. Yeah, I I love the Daredevil series that Marvel has had on Netflix. I'm disappointed that Netflix has canceled it. Uh, Contrary to popular reports, Disney and Marvel are both confirming Netflix made that decision, not Disney and Marvel. They were happy to keep Daredevil on Netflix, but there was a provision in the contract that the Marvel series on Netflix have to be on hold for two years before going to any other service, and Netflix decided that they would cancel those shows and potentially hinder Disney's ability to develop those properties, uh, which is disappointing um, because I really like Daredevil. It's my favorite. Luke Cage is really good. Daredevil's my favorite, uh, but I liked the first season of Punisher. And the second season of Punisher as a show is watchable, but I got a real problem with it. The show itself is scripted is good, it's well acted and all that. but it's predictably in your face disgusting politics okay, the bad guy, you're warned, spoiler, but you probably want to hear the spoiler just so you're prepared. The bad guy in season two is a Christian fundamentalist family who is alt-right, whose son is closeted gay and being blackmailed by the Russians for being gay. That's it. That's, That's the bad guys. And so Frank Castle, who's the Punisher, he knows what to do, kill all the Christians. Yep, that's right. The Christians are portrayed as a murderous, cult-like group, and he's got to kill the Christians. It... Three, two, one,
1: zero. All engine running. off. We have a liftoff. It's 12 after the hour.
0: I am Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News, the second hour, the phone number. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven five zero one eight hundred WSB Talk. you know, as I mentioned at the, the end of the last hour, the the whole Punisher thing. Um, it was it was it was perfectly fine to watch. It just it got so annoying. Uh, making the uh, obviously the. The Christians are alt-right people being blackmailed by the Russians and need to be killed. It was just uh, Hollywood has one stereotype, and they go for it all the time. So I'm sorry. I'm still annoyed. Some of you emailed in over commercial breaks, and it was really good. Yeah, it was totally fine to watch, but it's just it's it's it was just so predictably dumb. Uh, okay, uh, now we got to move on. There are a couple of housekeeping notes. First of all, I don't care about the Super Bowl. And I listen, I realize it's Super Bowl week. Uh we are the only radio station in Atlanta, and so we gotta talk about the Super Bowl. And normally I like the the Rams and the Patriots uh whoop-dee doo. Um it just it doesn't excite me in the least little bit. God bless you if you're here in Atlanta giving us your tax dollars as tourists. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, we love you. Tonight Mark Aram show is gonna be live from Super Bowl opening night at State Farm Arena. Uh, Longoria low T Chuck they're all going to be there with him you can tune in for that yeah I'm largely there's a lot of news out there beyond the Super Bowl we'll get into the Super Bowl on Monday I'll actually be in California doing the show from California on Monday have to go through the airport Sunday night perfect time to go through the airport because nobody's going to be there um when my flight leaves so Anyway, and we'll take your calls this hour, 404 8720 750 WSB Talk, are the numbers. Nancy Pelosi has invited President Trump to give the State of the Union on February 5th. Um, February 5th, he will do it. We will do a post-show, State of the Union show. Aha, see an email from the pig farmer right now. Uh, when it's over, uh, we will do that. Now. Venezuela, we need to talk about that very briefly here. The president and his team are saying all options are on the table in Venezuela. And the little, oh my gosh, he's going to send the, we're going to do an invasion. No. Every administration says all options are on the table. When Barack Obama was negotiating his deal with the Iranians, he used the language, all options are on the table. No person can presume the president is going to invade Venezuela. It is not actually an option on John Bolton's legal pad. When he was giving his briefing earlier today at the white house, one of the things that was written that he did not say is we may be sending 5,000 soldiers to Colombia. The reason we are sending 5,000 soldiers to Colombia is it does appear that the Maduro regime in Venezuela is trying to disrupt uh, the politics and stability in Colombia because the Colombians are no fans of Venezuela and uh, there was a huge terrorist attack in Colombia uh it did get a lot of american press attention but it got big international attention because the country had a peace treaty with the rebels who had been basically they were communist rebels and drug runners in the in the jungles there was a big peace treaty with them they were given amnesty by and large and uh Everybody moved on, and now there's this big terrorist attack in Colombia. People are presuming the Venezuelans might have had something to do with it, trying to rock stability in Colombia to keep the Colombians distracted from Venezuela. We may be sending 5,000 troops to Colombia to, to largely help them and also deal with people crossing the border from Venezuela trying to disrupt Colombia. At least that's my theory. It has not been confirmed by anyone high up in the White House. What we are doing is we're freezing bank accounts. Uh, The Venezuelan regime has been using Western banks because Western banks tend to be a little more secure and stable than uh, banks in Russia and China. We are freezing all of the bank accounts of the Maduro regime, including Maduro's personal bank accounts, where he's been funneling money out of Venezuela for his own use. We are giving all of that money to the uh, dissenting regime that we are now recognizing as the lawful regime. We've gotten Canada, we've gotten the UK, we've gotten most European countries, including Germany and France, to recognize Uh, Guaido the opposition leader in Venezuela as the legitimate leader Russia and China and members of the Democratic Party in the United States are screaming foul over this it is very interesting to see the Democrats in the United States lining up with the Venezuelans Uh, but uh, this story continues to develop all options are on the table that's what presidents are expected to say but I do not believe we will see a military invasion of Venezuela no one actually expects anything like that. Um, so we'll keep our eye there. We also need to talk about the president and the shutdown. But before we do any of that, I just I want to bring you back up to speed. And I'm very much sounding like a broken record tonight because it is for your own good that there are lots and lots and lots of school closings and other closings in the city of Atlanta and the metro area. Um, basically... Fulton County schools are shut down. All county schools are shut down in the North Metro area, the Northwest Metro area. Um, and a lot of businesses are now going to be closed as well. I'm a little frustrated. So Christy had her um, every quarterly oncology visit tomorrow with her doctor and CT scans and whatnot. And we weren't sure whether they're going to cancel it or not. I can't go with her. Her parents were going to go with her. The roads were going to be messed. So we thought we would cancel. Well, then Emory called and canceled. And then they called back and said, actually, we're not canceling. And, well, we canceled the hotel room that we were going to put her in tonight. So now we're having to push it off until March for her to be able to have her appointment. She should have her appointment now, and she'll wait until March because she's got to get her CT and doctor just frustrated. Uh, They're doing the best they can. I I think they probably should have canceled everything. Nonetheless, I digress. Uh, Go to uh, wsbradio.com and check to see what the situation is for your schools and county governments and whatnot For tomorrow, most of them are canceled. Um, The federal court system is canceling in the Atlanta area. Uh, The district courts up in Rome, uh, Noonan, Gainesville, Atlanta—they're all canceled. Uh, Fulton County is canceled. Zoo Atlanta is even closed. Most of the private schools and public schools in the Atlanta area are closed. WSBRadio.com has the list. At five thirty-eight, the governor's office is going to come on and talk to us about the situation. Situation continues to develop. The storm line is not fixed. It continues to shift around. It's going to be a big deal. If I got to be on here early with you guys tomorrow because of the weather situation, I'm glad to do it. Uh, just to make sure you guys get home safe and get get out of work all that tomorrow. Now, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick timeout. We will take your phone calls as well. 404 872 0750 800 WSB Talk. It is 26 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. We will take your phone calls. We'll talk to the governor's office a busy half hour before we do any of it, though. I got to tell you about brushing your teeth. Yes, that's right. The Quip electric toothbrush. Sticking to good habits, this new year, one of the great ways, great things to do is to brush your teeth twice a day and do it for two minutes each time. Quip makes it really easy. It's got a built-in two-minute timer. It pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and to help you clean your whole mouth evenly. After two minutes, it turns itself off. It works on a AAA battery and every three months for just five bucks, you get a great brush head in the mail with a new AAA battery included. It's a great, great, great electric toothbrush. It's accepted by the American Dental Association. It is designed by designers with dentists. It is a very well-designed toothbrush. I've had mine for over two years now. My wife uses one as well. Quip starts at $25. If you go to getquip.com slash right now, you get your first refill pack for free. That is your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Erickson. Getquip.com slash Quite wonderful. Now... Let's see, I don't know that I have enough time to take a caller, so you're just going to have to hold on, you guys. Uh, When we come back, we will take your phone calls uh, and also talk to the governor's office about the storm. In the meantime, Tom Brokaw is under fire for speaking truth on Meet the Press. I'm glad I'm not the only person who gets under fire for speaking truth on Meet the Press. Uh, Tom Brokaw said that Hispanic families need to do a better job of assimilating in the United States and need to make sure their kids learn English. Uh, there is nothing controversial about those statements. They are truth. And yet Brokaw is under fire as a racist today. You know, we got a start on WSB TV. Tom Brokaw did. Sure did. WSB uh, got a start there. Uh, Cover the civil rights movement in the South in Atlanta uh, has been a big advocate for civil rights to call him a racist for saying what is plain common sense and truth is nonsensical and yet that's what the left is doing because they would much prefer it if immigrants to this country did not assimilate they think it's it's racist to assimilate in this country absolute nonsense when we come back the weather update the governor's office is going to call in and we will take your phone calls 404 750 wsb talk Welcome back. It is 40 after the hour. I am standing outside the studio that I have covered in gasoline and burned to the ground because I was sitting here and a spider got on my arm. So clearly the thing had to be killed by fire. Now, the whole studio has to be burned down. Uh, before I go back into the embers, though, here out in the cold, the governor of Georgia is joining me by phone. Welcome. How are you?
1: How hey, you, Eric? Good afternoon.
0: So, it looks like we got a little bit of snow coming. I'm calling this the, the super snowball apocalypse.
1: Well, I hope it's not going to be an apocalypse, um, but there's definitely some weather coming that has us very concerned about the potential for black ice, which is why I've closed state government for tomorrow. Uh, we announced that this morning. We're fixing to do another press conference at 6 to kind of update everybody. So, I appreciate you. Having me on to to help spread the word, the weather threat has been upgraded uh, in specific areas of north Georgia and the metro Atlanta area to a winter weather advisory or basically a a winter weather warning. So they do see a continuing, you know, basically emerging threat, which caused us to take action. And, you know, we're prepared. We're working already. GOT has put out 139,000 gallons of brine up in the north part of the state, and they'll be moving in to do the metro areas later tonight now a lot of private
0: businesses out there they're trying to make up their minds on what to do and and i've seen several emails come through of employees a little bit aggravated that their their companies are saying uh use your best guess as to whether or not you need to come into work what what would you advise people tomorrow who aren't state employees
1: well i think people should continue to follow our, our updates on social media also check you know, obviously the, the major news stations, WSB for sure, uh, to keep because we're, we're going to be in communications. We'll be updating. We just won't really know how much participation or precipitation we get until it actually happens very early tomorrow morning. And the problem is going to be when the temperatures start dropping. So, um, you know, I would just tell people to be very cautious in the morning, try to do everything that they can this afternoon and tonight, you know, put your car up. And, and take care of those things. It is a fast moving storm so we believe it's gonna come in and go out quick. It's just that potential for black ice, you know, tomorrow through through the day or um or tomorrow morning, you know, midday when the temperatures start dropping. And then uh, you know, the question is when will that thaw out and will it have time to do that? Well, yeah,
0: I saw the weather forecast and how the temperatures are dropping after everything runs through, and all I can think is, I mean, even driving home from Atlanta, I know water stays on the interstate, uh, crossing the interstate, going into the drainage ditch. I can only imagine that there's going to be a lot of potential for that to ice over as the temperatures drop.
1: Well, and that's the thing that's so concerning. This is a, the weather pattern. Like, if you go outside right now, I know it makes people wonder what in the world we're doing, but... Uh, this weather pattern is, was similar to 2014 where it just happened so quickly and then it's almost like a, a flash freezing effect when this you know, polar front comes through, if you will. And if, if the roadways don't have enough daylight hours to get dry before the freezing occurs, that's when you get the black ice, and we certainly don't want gridlock like we had back in 2014, especially this week with the increased traffic of the Super Bowl being in town.
0: That is true. Well, Governor, look, I know you've got the press conference at all at 6 o'clock. I appreciate you stopping by here and giving everybody a heads up, and we'll keep the word out for you.
1: Sounds good. Thanks so much. Thanks very much.
0: That was Governor Kemp. As you heard him say, that is the big concern tomorrow. The rain comes in early, and then the temperatures are dropping throughout the day. And, you know, just just, uh, when I drive home after work a lot of times, the water is still crossing the roads. If the roads haven't heated up enough from sunlight to help with evaporation and whatnot, that stuff's going to get icy in the later part of the day, making it difficult to get back home if you head into the office in the morning, particularly north of 285. You're going to have a lot of problems. Stick around with us as well, and just follow up. The governor's press conference will be at 6 o'clock. We'll cover that in the news as well. Okay, uh, to the phones we go. Joseph in Smyrna, first-time caller. Welcome.
1: Yes, thank you, Mr. Erickson. Sure. Um, Just had a quick question for you. I caught your program about about an hour ago when you were talking about Voting for uh, a bad person and this kind of thing. So I was just curious because I listened to you back in 2016.
0: Um, I was wondering what your opinion, uh, how your opinion has changed of
1: Trump 2016 to current, just based on what you were, yeah, uh, what it's, you were saying earlier.
0: So you know, listen, I I I think the guy doesn't have great character, and I would like to support a president who has better character than he has. I realize that all people are sinners, uh, but to actually revel in uh, low character, I think, is a problem. At the same time, I think his administration has done a number of things that I like from judicial picks to regulatory rollbacks, to fighting the bureaucracy, to a lot of his foreign policy. He's done some things I don't like either. The the tariffs, the, the willful, let's get out of Syria tomorrow sort of stuff that has had to be rolled back. A lot of stuff that's had to be rolled back. Um, My great concern with the president Is is a character issue And I I just got an email from somebody Uh, Luther just emailed me Uh, I have been troubled by your repeated Concern for Trump's character I have felt over time the need to remind you Of your biblical heritage First we're all sinners and fall short of the glory Then take a look at King David Which is a renowned lineage of uh, Jesus David was a liar, thief, adulterer, murderer And Machiavelli likely learned from David On how to eliminate prospective takeovers Or how about Jacob But you see this is part of my My problem is that uh, Trump has terrible character and Christians like Luther email in, or, or they go out on TV and say, Hey, look at all these terrible people in the Bible. I mean, Trump's just like them, except there's a fundamental difference. They all repented. And Donald Trump has said on stage repeatedly that he's never felt the need to repent. He's never felt the need to do something wrong. Uh, and and that's my problem is he does these things and never there's never any acknowledgement of wrong all of these people who get listed in in scripture that people throw at me they all said forgive me and he's never done that and i have a real problem with with the people who consider themselves evangelicals who are like you know they're all terrible and they're all sinners and and he's my sinner i realize everybody goes hey, we're going to pick a sinner whoever the president is is going to be a sinner Uh, But there's a difference between one who revels in it and one who doesn't. And by the way, Scripture is very clear. If someone holds themselves uh, out as a Christian, and the president has, uh, and if they haven't repented of their sins, you should have nothing to do with them. So I'm hung up on that as well. Um, But I also feel an obligation to vote for president. That just, it makes it very difficult for me. And now I'm over time. So we got to go. We'll be back. It is 55 after the hour, Eric Erickson here. Y'all, you know, all that about Trump's character and whatnot, I'm probably going to wind up voting for him in 2020. I suspect that I am. Um, It is amazing to me the number of Christians, and this is one of the things that has frustrated me all, all along, the number of Christians who feel justified in defending the president's bad character, saying it's between him and God, and really it's not uh twisting scripture to to ignore things in the bible like for example um second corinthians i believe it is is it second corinthians 5 11 or second corinthians 11 i can't remember i think it's 5 anyway um very clear that if a christian holds himself out as being a christian and has not repented you should have nothing to do with them and yet you know, everybody wants to have something to do with the president i just the the willingness of christians who have such shallow faith and don't actually know good christian doctrine to to twist sound orthodox christianity to justify a, a cheering on bad behavior uh, continues to be appalling to me um, but that has a lot more to do, honestly, these days, about uh, with the president's supporters than himself. The number of people who defensively defend every bad thing the president does and uh, hide behind biblical uh, analogies that are deeply flawed—that uh, has more to do with the, frankly, the biblical ignorance of a lot of his supporters and has nothing to do with the president himself. Uh, the president's administration is continuing to do very good things. And frankly, we get to 2020. If Kamala Harris is the democratic nominee, God help us all. Um, she is deeply, deeply hostile to people of faith. She's deeply hostile, uh, to originalism in the constitution. She is flirted with the idea of stacking the courts. Um, You may have to hold your nose and vote for Trump, even if you don't want to. And I'm thinking I'm going to be voting for him in 2020. Whether I like the man personally or not, he's got some good policies out there.